gentlemen. Welcome back to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. My name is Stacy Johnston. Honored to be here with you, and equally as honored to sit alongside my co-host Cassie Holland. Cassie, how are you today? I am doing great. Looking forward to another conversation and meeting another wonderful soul. How are you? I am well. As I am absolutely well. I'm loving life right now, and absolutely loving this opportunity. You know, I think it, we talk over and over about all the things that this, our lives gain from this and the people that we get to meet, but I just continue to be, I think, humbled at, is a good word, at the space that people provide, at the information they're willing to share, at the open arms around the world for people to come and learn, explore, get better, access, be okay with not being okay, right, finding that, that true authentic, unapologetically you. And it's it just, I'm so honored and humbled by the opportunity that we have to get to do this. How about you? Where, where does it take you in these conversations? You know, I think we were talking about it earlier, and I said that one of the things that I really enjoy about it the most is the fact that I can get to know people on a very personal level that I might not otherwise have had the chance to come across. So I really appreciate that, that aspect. I'm not really sure where she went, but anyway, I apologize. Me and the mute button had a barking dog beside me. <laughs> I wanted to mute that out. I, we're so glad that you're here with us, Spencer. Let's get this show kicked off. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a, a gentleman joining us that is traveling to the United States here with us doing some beautiful, amazing work and transforming some lives. So we would like to introduce you to Hamish. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. Yes, this is Hamish McDonald from New Zealand that I've been traveling many decades now and have visited the States many times since the mid-90s. So it's a pleasure to be back, and thank you for inviting me on the show. Absolutely. How about you kick us off? Tell us who is Hamish McDonald, what do you do, why do you do that, and how can people connect with what you do? Mm, Well, my life is very much wrapped up around uh, the service that my company offers. It's called the Sovereignty Network, and the Sovereignty Network is a place for people to be able to get uh, and build own and be able to benefit from the best copy possible of their healthcare data, to be able to bring that healthcare data together as a personal asset uh, and then make sure that you receive appropriate care, you have the information you need, it may be for a loved one because after all we do more for people we love than we do for ourselves a lot of the time and it's just the fact that the healthcare industry has not done a good job in making data flow where it needs to go, to whom it needs to go and when it needs to go, unlike I can remember, I'm, I'm old enough to remember the 1990s internet where you know, travel got disrupted by Hotels.com and then finances got uh, disrupted and now we have all these things on our phone and we can just click an app and we expect all these things to be at our beck and call but healthcare data is not amongst it and yet if you don't have your health and particularly when you are under a challenge of a disease or some condition, you need up-to-date information that needs to be accurate in order for you to receive appropriate care. So that's what we do. 
and my whole life is wrapped up in, in how, how can we get people all around the world to be able to get the most accurate, up-to-date, complete and meaningful and also valuable uh, set of healthcare data under their control, under their ownership, sitting right there on their phone. Wow. What an amazing concept. Right? I know that we're walking through some kind of end-of-life journey situations with my mom and my stepdad, and we have found it very difficult to collect all of their healthcare data. Right, to, to pull it all together to get their best quality of care for them. So I so appreciate what you're doing. I totally empathize uh, with the journey you're, you're ongoing uh, with, with your family. It's unfortunately something that plays out, I, I want to say, every single time. People, people get sick uh, and it doesn't need to be that way. Uh, and so we're doing our best to make sure that we empower people to be able to make the appropriate decisions with them and their family and get the best care possible. Oh, and by the way, it's very valuable to their healthcare data, and we believe you should own a copy of it so that you can earn uh, some of what it's worth because there are companies out there right now earning money and not cutting you in on the deal, even though it's your data, and we, we just think that's, that's wrong. So we're very much a, a people movement, if you like, to, to be able to empower people to get that data and then use it as their personal asset. So that's what the Sovereignty Network does. And yeah, to answer your question, that's, that's my life. And uh, it keeps me busy every day, and I, I love doing it. I love it. So how can people, Hamish, how can they connect with you? How can they become a part of your program or access your services? Well, they can go to sovereignty.network. It's not the easiest spelling in the world, sovereignty. But if you go to sovereignty.network, you'll see our webpage there. You'll see who we are. Uh, in fact, at the current time, you can partake in a Kickstarter we're doing, uh, a global Kickstarter where we can actually help you uh, personally uh, get a data set uh, with a qualified clinician and using all the, uh, the tools we've created for you to harness your data. Uh, but other than that, you can also uh, find out what we do, what we believe in and how we do it through a number of blogs uh, and uh, news articles. Uh, and uh, podcasts we have on the site. So please come along to Sovereignty.network and have a look. And if you like what we do, by all means, uh, please uh, join up. Let us know who you are, where you are, and we'd love to help you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Kat? I think that's... I know watching you know, what my parents are going through with my grandparents trying to get all of their stuff together and trying to get this doctor to get this stuff and this doctor to get this stuff and this one to get this stuff. It, it, it's a full-time job, right? So that is that's a beautiful thing you're doing. As somebody what, watching it from the outside, I appreciate it. <laughs> what what you just mentioned, Cassie, is is one of the big unspoken burdens uh, in not just the United States economy, but everywhere around the world, the huge burden on unpaid caregivers, typically family members or close friends, uh, and, and your life when someone you love has got a chronic condition or they're just getting very old, uh, it, it can become overwhelming trying to keep track of everything. And that's not right either. Uh, and unfortunately, the, the economic incentives where medicine which by medicine operates by, uh, are not set up for the end person, you know, the patient, the person at the end of the line. It's not a set up for their care so much as, right, they have this 
particular conditions, so we'll do this procedure, maybe apply this medication, maybe apply this procedure, um, but the, the quality of life and pulling all these bits of data together to make sure they're getting the most appropriate care, uh, it's not very holistic, it's very episodic, and so it's very start and stop, and like Graham Greve said, I'll, I'll repeat it, people tend to fall through the cracks, the cracks turn into chasms in people's lives, disappear in those chasms and in an information age we should do a better job as people to to connect those information silos together for ultimately our benefit because we're all patients in the long run aren't we yeah. that we are so let's uh let's move in sort of a different direction here throughout all of the things that you've learned, the people that you have met, and this journey that you're now on. Can you define a hero? And is there somebody in your life that fits that description for you? Mm, it's a big question. It's a very fundamental question. And a hero for me is someone who sees a vision of how the world can be better. And, and that vision may be of the world, maybe something in their family. It may be something in their neighborhood. It doesn't need to be a, a global vision, but some way they can make the world better. And they then take the actions needed to try and turn that vision into reality. And whether that's a, a corner on your property or whether that's something that you're trying to uh, make happen worldwide because you believe the world would operate better with this invention or this way of thinking or this way of doing things, Getting up every day and taking the actions needed to turn that vision into reality, that, that for me is a hero. And there, when you look at it that way, there are so many heroes on this world. There really are. Uh, and it's a pleasure when you're, I guess, climbing one particular mountain like I am and the company is uh, to do with healthcare data. You meet all kinds of other people who are also either climbing that same mountain or other mountains and you can appreciate each other for what you're striving to do. And, and that's honor people's lives and, and make your life better through helping other people. Does, does that answer your question? That's a, that's a hero for me. I guess the second part of your question was someone specific. Uh, and gosh, I, when I defined it like that, there are so many people who, who come into my mind um, that you, know, you could go right out at the top level and say someone like Elon Musk who tries to make electric vehicles and you know, space exploration happen at the top level but then again immediately I also start thinking of people close to me um, in my family who strive every day so that their family are happy uh, and fed and educated uh, and able to to achieve what they want to do and at the end of the day I couldn't pick between them mm. beautiful you know that the stories that people have shared about their concept of the word hero what that really means to them and who they identify with, they're the most beautiful stories, the most beautiful concepts. And we've talked over and over and over about how when you ask a five-year-old, what's a hero on Superman, right? Spider-Man, the Marvel comics. And we get this concept of when we're small that a superhero swoops in from some big, powerful place and changes the world. And really, a, a hero swoops in and changes your world in some magical and amazing way that lasts forever and it may be your third grade sunday school teacher or your first boss or an elon musk that comes along in your life 
but they come in at just the right moment and they do just the right thing for you. And it's, it's so beautiful to see that reiterated around the world. Love it. Stacy. you've just made me think of something that happened a long time ago that I was reminded by my, my, my dear cousin, Kath, Catherine, a few months ago when I caught up with her and another family um, back in New Zealand briefly. And I will never forget when I was young and she was staying at our house, and this is a good 40 years ago, I guess I was about 10 or 11 years of age, uh, and she made a comment at the time. And she said, you know, Hamish, every day, um, no matter what's happening, uh, what might have happened the day before I draw a line in the sand and step over it. And step by step, big things can happen. And that image never left me. Drawing that line in the sand and, and stepping over it was something that stayed with me. I thought, that makes sense. No matter what is happening, I can always just get up in the morning, draw a line and say, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get that done. <laughs> and you move forward. And, and motion is so important. And I told her this a few months ago. And I said, you, you realize you had a big effect on my life with that saying. And she looked at me and said, I can't even remember saying that, but I have lived my life like that, Hamish. Uh, and, and so at, to your point, you know, a cousin 40 years ago just dropped something that made a big difference to me and has affected my life uh, for the positive. So who knows where these things come from? And you have to have a lot of gratitude for people who, who do give you these valuable lessons that can make your life better and then you in turn pay it forward. Amen. And maybe it's 40 years before you understand it. Right? Yeah. You really grasp that concept that you look back and go, wow, that changed my whole world. I didn't even realize it. You know, at the You're moment. So, so it, it, yeah, it's beautiful. You're so, so right. I, I, I don't think I would have realized it myself till about 20 years ago. Amen. All right. So, Hamish, as you look at this journey that you've been on, right, this quest that you've done, this undertaking that you're doing, and this life that you shine around the world for people to come together, what's a life lesson that you've learned along the way that you feel like everybody ought to learn and not necessarily the hard way? Not necessarily the hard way. Interesting you say that. Uh, I think I just gave a good life lesson, but when you say, uh, for, for me, but when you say um, not doing it the hard way, I think of the origins of even the company I'm doing now, the Sovereignty Network, and, and when I first realized that healthcare data wasn't owned, much less you couldn't even really access it 19 years ago. I found this out from a Japanese doctor when I was living there, and he told me that, Hamish, you know, uh, the healthcare data, you can't even really access it. Now, I was from outside of medicine, uh, and so the hair on the back of my neck kind of stood up, and I thought, wow. Here we are in this, this age of the internet, 2003, and people can't yet access their healthcare data. I'm going to make that happen. And naivete can be a wonderful thing. Uh, and I launched into it. And if I'd known how difficult it would be, I probably would have waited 10 or 15 years and come back into it later once some technological trends had happened. Yeah, we had smartphones in our pockets so we could get the data in the first place and cloud computing and now devices and and, and also technical standards that allowed data to be actually be moved between different silos. But it's taken a long time. So what the life lesson, I guess, out of this would be, those 19 years of working out how to do this, that is get data into people's hands so they can own it, you meet thousands and countless thousands of people 
over that journey and you learn from each of them, whether they are in the medical system as a nurse or as a doctor, an administrator, uh, a patient, you know, patients, families, the entire ecosystem. And as you meet them more and more through the lens of, well, how do I get this thing done? How do we get the data into the patient's hands? You learn and you learn what will work and what won't work. And so it, it is a cliche, but persistence is just so important, but also being open every single day to the people you meet and the insights you have so that like a, a great big kaleidoscope, eventually the pieces can can fall into a pattern that makes sense and you can execute on that pattern. But there is no, you talked about a Superman dropping in out of the sky. The reality is whether it takes 19 years or nine months or you know 90 years, dropping out of the sky at the right time and the right place with the right, the right service or the right thing or the right words to someone can take a lifetime to build. And, and that, you know, I think of someone who's, who's carving something out of wood and it takes a long time before they can whittle it down to be the, a beautiful object. And what you see is this beautiful thing, but it took a long time to build. So I think persistence and like my cousin said all those years ago, drawing a line in the sand every day, step over it. And as my Okinawan karate instructor said all those years ago, little day, every better, little day, every better Hamish. And I think that's a, that's a great life lesson we can all... When I, I always used to look forward to getting up at Christmas, right? Um, but it was the 90 days before Christmas that you really anticipate the presents and everything. And that was the real fun, the journey along the way to Christmas. So even as a little kid, I think we have to appreciate the journey every day as we strive to make things happen and, and be open to other people. I, I appreciate appreciating the journey. That I love that. I was listening to a, a gentleman one time, and he was saying, you know, if you improve just 1% every day, that's a 365% improvement over a year. You know, and who couldn't benefit from that? Even if it's, oh. even if it's small, right? Com so, complete, completely agree. And it compounds too, right? Those one percent, one percent increases start to compound on each other. Absolutely, absolutely. So that leads me to my next question: If you had the opportunity to give the world a one-liner of advice, what would your T-shirt say? A T-shirt. <laughs> so if I walked around with a T-shirt, well, along the lines of what we've been discussing, how about? It's a new day. Step over that line. I love that. It's a new day. Step over the line. I, I love that. You know, I can't help coming back to this part of the conversation because I am continually humbled by the words people choose for this statement. It is the most enlightening and empowering moment that we get to have along the way. Hamish, we've asked this question over 200 times, and we have 200 completely different answers. Not, not one person has repeated someone else. It's, it's just the most beautiful thing to hear. And yet, can I ask you a question? Yes. You've heard different answers 200 times. If you had to boil it down, though, to, to an essence, could you share what you think that essence is you're, we're hearing from everyone? Um, 
you are enough. You are power. You are courage. There we go. Yeah, that's it. It just is. I feel like if I if I dressed in a t-shirt a day from this closet, I would come out every day and go, yes! And I could take on the world. <laughs> My own closet full of superhero clothes, right? It's just the most, it's beautiful. It, it, it's, and it's hard not to share. I mean, I can't. That's what I love the most about this is we have the ability to share that one statement of wisdom with the world. Who needs to hear that just today? Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. I love it. And I know that I could continue this conversation indefinitely because it's so enlightening and inspiring talking to you. And thank you for the space that you provide. But with respect to you, as our guest and your time and respect to our audience, we are going to have to find a place to wind down. So I would love you all to remember that we are brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If we can serve you in some way, if you'd like to share your story, if you just want to have a conversation, we're interested in what you have to say. So please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. Hamish, I'm going to start by apologizing from the beginning because I believe I referred to you as Spencer in the beginning of our show. We're generally interviewed already, so I apologize for saying your name. And uh, I'm so honored by your presence, the time that you took to share with us, and, uh, and the path that you opened, the, the, the door you opened for so many people to find a better way to get, to just to get better. So thank you again for your time. I'm honored by your story and, your, and what you do for the world. Cassie, how would you like to leave our audience today? With a challenge. You know, we've been talking about pushing your limits, right? Doing what's best for you and crossing the line, right? So my challenge for you today is if there is a line that you have drawn in the sand for yourself, cross over it and see what's on the other side. I love it. Cassie, Stacy. thank you. I've loved it. I, I've loved talking with you. And no problem about Spencer. It's my middle name, so you can call me Spencer or that if you like. <laughs> I'll see how the way God works it out. I love it. All right. Lynn Hamish, thank you again. We would love to give you an opportunity to close our show and take the stage for us. How would you like to leave our audience today? If anyone has been impacted in a positive way by anything anyone has said on this show, then our job has been done. And please, by all means, take that feeling and and pay it forward.